We're the Nada Grande Boys. I'm Rodney Wood. And I'm Kyle Jackson. Welcome to the Nada Grande Outdoors podcast where we hunt it forward. Rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> Interrupting my nap and rolling. <laughs> Kyle is crying because he cannot take a nap. So, so rare I actually get a nap these days. I treasure them immensely. We're gonna take a nap, dude. I know we're gonna we're, take a nap, but we've got to we've got to record a podcast. We've got a podcast. Our faithful listeners are probably getting tired of us skipping weeks. Tired of you. Tired of me. It's a we. This whole thing is a we. This is we. You got a mouse in your pocket? Uh, rat. <laughs> it's a big rat with a oh lord none of the podcast just went explicit <laughs> alright uh, what are we talking about today antelope hunts antelope hunts that is right um, as you can see from the video we are all decked out in our camo gear because we're like that you know we're like that yeah. we're just trying to be insta famous insta famous And apparently we're all tired and need a nap. <laughs> no, we're currently hunting elks. Hunting the elks. Hunting the elks. That's correct. It is nap time, but during nap time we are going to record a podcast. And uh, what are we talking about? <laughs> tell you guys, <laughs> tell you guys about our antelope hunt, which was what two months ago? Yeah, we should have done it during the antelope hunt, but we we're taking naps apparently. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't remember gonna, one of them. <laughs> most yeah. critical element of hunting season: long periods long of nap. Long periods of nappage. That's it was, right. It was so hot during oh, that antelope hunt. So that was that was the bad part. And that's why we were napping a lot because we wanted to find shade trees and lay under them and nap. Yep. Because <laughs> shade tree, aka one blade of grass. <laughs> <laughs> We had a whole tree. <laughs> a whole tree. Just the one. For the three Just of the one. <laughs> and the truck. And the truck. Yeah. Well, I guess we could have just... Laid no, under the truck? No. no not your Toyota. It's too no. short. Yeah, it's pretty short. Um, so, yeah, the antelope hunt. Yeah. It was hot. It was hot. Now, um, <laughs> this is... Uh, one of those those interesting points, uh, we've talked about public lands, and we've talked about state lands, and they're not, they're not true public lands, but um, without getting too far off the point, we have a lot of landlocked lands that we, as public hunters, could hunt if we had access, um, and we were lucky enough to, to gain some access across private to to reach some of that landlocked land that nobody else is supposed to be hunting, uh, which was fantastic for the antelope hunt because it had a ton of antelope. Yep. Of course, that being said, you know, Rodney does all the, all the, the e-scouting on, on Google Earth, and he had a couple of other places picked out that we also went to Yes. Uh, that had some great bucks on them. Yep. So it's, it's that, you know, we don't say that... 
we got access to brag or anything like that. It was just really, really handy for us. But at the same token, um, some places that had plenty of access, we also found some great animals on. So we can't yeah. really can't really say, you know, that oh, the only animals you're going to find are in places that have landlocked land because that wasn't the case. Yeah. In we, fact, probably the bigger <clears throat> antelope were out on the little little spot that you picked. Yeah, the the the, the bigger antelope that we saw that during that hunt were definitely down there and it was it was accessible. Um you had to walk. Yep. Which is and why that I liked was, it. That was why I liked it. Yeah, cuz it was a good mile hike just to get into you know where you think you're going to start seeing antelope. Um and it was a pretty neat little spot. Um the problem with that antelope, we're hunting archery um, in August, and the problem with that is, aside from it being hotter than the pit of Hades, is those things are so hard to sneak up on. Yeah. And we're not we're not like blind hunters. You know, we don't like to sit in a blind. Um, no cover in the flats. Yeah, no cover in the flats. Holy Toledo. Um, That's a tough hunt. It was a very tough hunt. And and we tried a lot of different things, you know. Spot and stalk is what we did mostly. We tried some decoys um, that, you know, worked famously. Not. Uh, we tried. We tried, yeah. We gave it a whirl. Um, but, man, that is just, it is so hard to get close enough to an antelope to shoot them with a bow. Mm-hmm. And... That being said, there's a whole bunch of turkey right there. Hey, oh, yeah. double, double. <laughs> squirrel, <That's>... <laughs> turkey, turkey. <laughs> yeah, cool. That being said, though, um, had we had a muzzle loader or a rifle, we'd have been done day first one morning. Absolutely, yeah. First, first morning, afternoon, we'd have had three of them. We, we second were... morning, second afternoon. We were in goats every day. Oh, all day. Oh, yeah. All, all of day. them within a hundred yards. 100, 150 yards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's easy. It's easy to get a hundred yards. Yeah. But anything anything past that is just really really tough. Um, we did some really cool stocks. Uh, I can't even count how many stocks we actually did. Yeah, I it was a I lot. don't know. It was a lot. The picture right. that I got of you doing sneaking in on that buck, you were what eighty hundred yards yeah. away. But that was one of the coolest pictures I've ever taken. Yeah, they're. Just, it's just so it's just so hard. It's such a hard hunt. It was fun. I mean, I loved it. I'd do it again. Uh, this is the second time that I've actually done that hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, first time that I've done it under the new rules. You know where we had uh, all all the hunters that drew that hunt were in that unit in rather that unit. than in the entire and, northeast. Yeah, like it used to be. Yeah, and on not placed on ranches. They're on. Of course, they were better not typically on, on the, that archery the, hunt. The archery anyway. hunt, they were always on public land, but yeah. they had units 50, yeah, seven, like 58, nine units. 56, mm-hmm. 59, 42, 47, no, sorry, not 42, 47, uh, 55, no, not 55, 54. A bunch so, of units. 48, <laughs> bunch of units. That's, that's pretty sure I read about that in way too many at magazine. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, a bunch of units. It, it was um, it was nice because you had just 
all kinds of public land for that for that bow hunt. This year it changed, and you were restricted. We had we drew fifty six. Yep, and we had fifty six. And more more tags on the landscape. Yeah, and so you touched on it earlier about getting access. You know, getting permission for access to that landlocked state. So that's a big deal going on right now. Uh, a lot of people are talking about is all the landlocked state land that we have in New Mexico. I guess like 1.9 million not just state but public, acres of you know the federal and BLM as well state land. Yeah, but I think there's 1.9 million acres of state land. Oh, landlocked. sure. Yeah. Um, there's others too, but but state is you know state is a little different. Number one, it's not true public land. Right, and we've talked about that before. Yeah, it's it's. Um, it's private it's land, private that, land that the game and fish the leases that we lease. Yes, for the hunting rights, there Correct. are there are landowners that lease it for the grazing rights. There are companies that lease it for mineral rights. It is all revenue for the state land goes towards schools, education. Yeah, schools, and that is the purpose of state land. So it's mm-hmm. not true public land. You can't go out there anytime that you want to. Um, you yeah, either you have to be you either have to be a leasee or a representative of a leasee, and and basically your hunting license um, gives you permission to be out there during your hunt and seven days prior yep. scouting. Yep. Otherwise, you got to get a recreational permit from state land office to be out there in the off season. Yep, which makes it tough <clears throat> for scouting, which um, and it makes it tough because. Um, most people don't understand that, and so state lands, in my opinion, are some of the most abused lands in the state. Yep. Because everybody thinks that they're public lands, and they go out there all the time, and leave their trash, and and drive all over the place. Um, I know that happens a lot in the northern part of the state and northeast part of the state, um, and it really makes me mad. But that's neither here nor neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, but back to what we were talking about, that, that landlocked um, state land, um, it's very frustrating because you think, oh, it's an easy solution. And I've thought this myself. You know, it's an easy solution. <clears throat> Let's just not pay for the landlocked state land. Well, that that's great on its face, but then you get people who have access who to have it. access to it and why not allow them to use it right so it's not a, it's not an easy fix it's not a, a simple solution um and it's not anything i think is going to be solved anytime soon but i think these are discussions that need to be had yes um moving forward so yep well in that unit in particular there is like an eighth of a section of BLM land in that in that unit. Yeah. Everything else is state land or private. Right. So, you know, it is important to lease that land. Otherwise, you know, you couldn't hunt anything in that unit mm-hmm. without permission. Mm-hmm. So, um, makes it interesting. Makes it very interesting. So, so the <clears throat> the other interesting thing about that landlocked state land on this hunt was very first morning uh, we were out there. <laughs> And (laughs) so I was making a stock on an antelope and uh, 
Dedon and Rodney were off making another stock on another piece of another piece of state land, um, probably what a mile or so mm-hmm. to the south of where I was. Yep. Yep. So I snuck in on this antelope, <clears throat> got within about a hundred and fifty yards with uh, him, him and his does, and then there was absolutely no way to get to them. Um, they were in this big old bowl that I couldn't crawl out there to, and so uh, there was some tree. They were they were probably a hundred yards from the edge. We were up on top of a kind of a mesa. There's some trees on the edge, and so I snuck back out and back around and skirted all the way around them probably another half mile and got into those trees and I was within 30 yards of the does but that buck just stayed out there in that bowl about 100 yards from me and then they started to move and this is something that I admittedly didn't know Um, and you talk to the quote-unquote experts, um, <clears throat> and sometimes I think the quote-unquote experts are just sometimes that you know they're self-proclaimed experts. But it kind of makes sense having seen or you know having uh, made the observations that we made on that hunt. Um, I've I've read it's uh, said that uh, you don't hunt antelope like you hunt deer. You don't put them to bed because they could stay bedded for 15 minutes they could stay bedded for an hour they could stay bedded for three hours you just never know and that was absolutely what we saw um on on our hunt we tried to kind of hunt them like deer where we put them to bed and then make a stock in on them and man they would without any provocation they would stand up they would look around they'd lay back down they'd stand up they'd walk half a mile they would stand up they would run 100 yards in the other direction yeah I know. stop mm-hmm. run 100 yards back and bed in the same dang bed yeah just for no reason whatsoever it's like oh you know what i got a little cold i'm gonna jump <laughs> up take a little run get warm back up sit mm. down take another nap <coughs> yeah we so, should have named that we should have named that antelope kyle yeah <laughs> yeah so mm, so it was, it was interesting to make those observations and it, it changes the dynamic on how we're going to hunt them the next time we draw a tag on that. Uh, but going back to the uh, the the original first buck that I was kind of making a stock on, he started to move. He and his doe started to move. I'm, I'm guessing they were headed towards water. Um, they were headed south towards a tank that uh, Rodney and Dedon were by. And then I, I see this truck tooling across the pasture to the east. And I know by the looks of it, it's not a ranch truck because I know what the ranch trucks look like that are supposed to be on that well, private property. And we were told that nobody would be up there. And we were told that nobody would be up there. And so <clears throat> I knew it wasn't a ranch truck, so I knew it wasn't a, cow- a cowboy bebopping across there. <clears throat> and sure enough, I see him stop and he gets out and they go check uh, some water that was on private. Um, and they bebop on uh, to the west towards me. And those antelope that I was making a stock on, <clears throat> they see that truck and, man, they, they start booking it. And so that truck drives up on this ridge trying to cut those antelope off. And they, a guy jumps out with a bow. I can clearly see he, see that he's got a bow. He jumps out and he draws, but he doesn't let one loose. 
and you guys are on the other side of the ridge, mm-hmm. uh, and you see the same thing. Yeah, he come running around and run down the hill with his bow like he's going to catch an antelope. Yeah, you like know. he's going to catch an antelope. <laughs> he was uh, real swift. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyways, so um, I start kind of making my way towards back towards the truck because I know this guy's not supposed to be here, and I want to get at least a plate so I can tell somebody about it. And <clears throat> he comes on to the west, and what I'm pretty sure happened, not not certain, but I'm pretty sure happened is he saw you, Rodney, right? Yep. You at the, at the water tank because there's a gate there that the road they were on goes through. They would have had to go through there to go on um, towards the other state land that's up there. And immediately they turn around. And um, having been in the profession I was in, um, pretty obvious uh, what, what was happening there. They're like, yeah, I better get out of here. And so Rodney books it to the truck. And I just as I kind of come up on the, on the ridge trying to catch a plate, um, I can see Rodney running to the truck. And so I book it down to the tank pick up his gear and just about then Dedon gets there and Rodney gets there with the truck and so we jump in and take after him and we we caught him not too far about a mile and a half away they'd stopped again and we're out eating lunch yep and straight um, up on private land that time weren't they straight up on private land that time I had the forethought to turn turn on a video we stepped out and contacted them and the guy said, uh, I said, you, you know, what are you guys doing? They said they're hunting. I said, well, what are you doing here? And he goes, well, I'm, uh, I basically asked him if he had permission to be there. And he said, no, I'm, I'm using this uh, two-track road as an easement. And I said, you can't do that. And he goes, oh, yeah, you can. And anyways, long story short, <laughs> he admitted that he knew he was on private. He admitted to passing a no trespassing sign. He showed us the Onyx map on his phone showing him on private property. And he was just defiant until he figured out who I was. And then the story changed. But we tell that, I tell that story, one, because I find it hilarious. <laughs> but two, because <clears throat> there is so much technology... And the information is out there, and it's not that hard to find. Know where you're at, and you, plain and simple, you can't trespass to get to state land. You have to access it legally. Yeah. And, you know, and my, and my point with that whole deal is, as hunters, as outdoorsmen, as stewards of the public land, if we want to make change... Mm-hmm. If we want to um, work out solutions for things like corner crossings Mm -hmm. or easements to these landlocked public lands, um, if we want to effectively increase our public lands by by, uh, increasing access access and coming to agreements with these landowners, we can't be doing stupid shit like that. We just can't. We've got to be better people we've got to take the high road 
And we have got to not do it improperly. Go to the homeowner, find out who it is. On X Maps, there's there's a hundred, like you said, technologies out there. There's a hundred different ways for us to find out who owns what property and how we can gain access. Yeah. Um, and do that. Go that extra mile. Put in the work. Put in the effort, and get access. There's plenty of people that will give you access. There's well, plenty of people remember, that are going to say straight up no. Remember on your deer hunt, mm-hmm. we we'd killed that deer, and. By far the easiest way to get out was to cross private land. Mm-hmm. We picked up the phone. We called the we called the uh, the property owner. Well, even that, and even that, he's we like, went, yeah, absolutely. We went and found a property owner owner in the area. Mm-hmm. Found out who owned that property. Mm-hmm. Called, and you know got permission. And so, so yeah, I mean, there's 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 things that you can do. Um, the the whole it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission doesn't apply in this scenario. No. Only it's works just, with wives. Does not work in hunting. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is, and we've said this before. Not um, your Yeah. What's that? Not y'all's wives. No. Just to be clear. <laughs> yeah. No. Anyways. Maybe that's why you don't have one making 14 The other thing is, as sportsmen, if we want to... We have the responsibility to stand up and call somebody out when they're doing something. Yes, wrong. we do. Plain and simple. It's important. To I'll leave. I'll leave it at that. That's. Yeah. You have the responsibility as a sportsman to stand up and call somebody out if they're doing something wrong. Yeah. I'm not saying call somebody out if they're doing something that you don't like that is legal. I'm saying if Correct. they're doing something illegal, doing it wrong. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's not even a scenario where we say you know turn them in, but call them out, tell them. You know, tell them, hey, you know, you're doing something wrong here. You shouldn't be doing this because it's making life harder for all the other hunters. Yeah. You know, it's those hunters that cut, cut fences and leave trash that cause private landowners to not allow any hunters, yes. you know, on their property. And most laws are made for those reasons because somebody, you know, OSHA is full of rules because somebody stupid did something stupid. And got hurt. Yeah. And now there's a rule and hardly anybody can get a job done because of all the safety rules that you have to follow. And I'm not saying safety rules aren't important. I'm just saying that that's what happens. Yeah. That's how it all came to be. Yep. That's exactly right. So, so I think it is important to, to do that. Tell Very people. Much. Very much. Now... For the rest of the hunt. <laughs> right. Well, now that the soapbox is over with. Now the soapbox is over with. So, there's a couple of stocks that I want to talk about. Yeah. One being yours. Mine. That you... Meaning Kyle's, not D-Don's. Kyle's, when you missed the... Uh, when you missed that buck up yep. on the top of the yep. hill. There's like this one hill out in the middle of the prairie right and it's like nine thousand feet tall it's pretty tall and it just juts up right uh, right out of the middle of the dang plains and amazingly there was antelope all over the top of that thing there were mm-hmm. just all and, over and, and, and elk and, and elk, elk and, <laughs> and deer, deer. <laughs> um but so that morning we saw that antelope up there and we actually watched him walk up there 
and I think all of us were a little shocked. Um, and so, long leg Kyle. Billy well, goat. so so <laughs> the there's this, there was the this little there's this little little bug, mm-hmm. and I had I had never killed an antelope, so I was you know more than willing to take whatever I could that was legal, and he was barely legal. <laughs> yeah, he, we had a hard time. He we wasn't like, that little here. Yeah. yeah. He was pretty, pretty little. <laughs> like that. Anyways. Yeah, like that. Like that. <laughs> he, he, we spook hit, we kind of bust him as we're walking into the place we want to hunt. Where we had seen the buck the day before, right? Yep. And uh, anyways, he runs up the side of the hill. And so we were sitting there cussing and discussing who wants to go after him. And... I said, well, it's probably stupid because he's probably not going to stay there, but I could just run up this little draw, <laughs> quote-unquote, run up this little draw, get on top and get up, get over the top of him and get a shot at him. And, yeah. Which um, you did. Uh, which I did. did. I severely underestimated the height of that hill. Yeah, I didn't. That's why you went no. There was no way I was going to. I could take the heart attack about three quarters of the way up. That's a complete loss. He's a complete loss. Definitely can't dock there. I was going to go on the side of he's not legal. (laughs) Until you were like, I might go. And I was like, yeah, he's legal. (laughs) (laughs) You should totally do that. Yeah. So these two clowns stay down below and watch him while I make a death hike up this hill and uh, I get to the top and man is perfect position I just wasn't quiet enough because I was out of breath uh, but I get I get to within um, probably 40 yards and he's he's kind of hears me and he's looking my way and these guys don't help me at all they don't make any racket and get his attention again but I'm, I'm just we were half a, hard a mile time. away I know I was just giving you a hard time <laughs> We were at the Anyways, bottom of this kinda, tall ass hill. He kind of he kind of <laughs> spooks and he runs and he makes a little circle and he runs back to within about fifty yards. I actually ranged it after I took the shot and he was at fifty yards. But with my with my bow and I've got pretty heavy arrows. I've got with this where this big steel and borrow comes in. I traded uh, Rodney for that bow. It's Rodney's old bow. It's a good bow. It's a bear and. I've killed an elk with it, uh, but I was going to get new arrows this year and couldn't afford them, so I just kept shooting the same arrows I have, but they're heavy arrows. And so 50 yards was the far range that I was comfortable with with that bow and those arrows, and he was right there at 50. I took a shot, and I missed, um, and he bounded on away, uh, but it was a cool stock. It was a fun stock. It was a cool stock. It was funny watching you run up that hill. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Uh, it wasn't so funny running up the hill. I, I've got to say, though, dude, you made it up that hill so damn fast. I was amazed. Me too. I was I was impressed. Because the following day, Rodney and I climbed that right where you did. Not right. No, you guys didn't climb right well, where you did. We yeah. climbed at a backside. much easier spot. Yeah. Much easier spot, yeah. And I was winded. I know. Yeah. And... Um, so, what were me and you doing you when glassing. we saw those? When we saw those antelope coming up. Which one? The, the one once we I, got to the, the top. The one that I stalked that last morning. 
the hell were we doing? We we had oh, top we had, we had oh, topped okay, off. No, we, we saw hooks. We saw hooks. Rocks, yeah. So yeah. So we get we get back up at this hill, and, and so there's the following like, day. Yeah. Is this this hill kind of looks like a broadhead? Really, the best way I can. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, got it's like got three, several ridges. It's got like up. three main ridges coming off of the point, off of the tip, right? Yeah. And a nice little saddle in between two of them, and so we got up there, and and we were going to be looking for this buck that we had nicknamed Hooks. And we thought we were going to be glassing the prairie for him. And we get up there, and the dang thing is laying up in the rocks in the top of this damn yeah. hill. Mm-hmm. And where, we were like, where what you the would, heck? Where you would figure well, you'd we were, find some We were deer. watching those yeah. other those other uh, yeah. antelope, and then you're like, get down, get down. And yeah. he was walking up the hill towards us. No, the, the other one. The other one. No, Hooks was in the rocks. Yep. So me and you... We're going to go around and get behind the mm-hmm. ridge and try and pop over yep. and get a shot at him. And we got about halfway there. We got into that saddle and about halfway or three quarters of the way through that saddle. And Kyle signaled us that he'd left, that he'd moved. So we were turning around and coming back and we were walking back. And I swear we hadn't went 10 yards. And I saw that other buck coming up the canyon from the backside. And I said, get down. And of course, you did a matrix move it's, getting down it's to the ground. completely open. Yeah, I did. And I was laying like one leg underneath me, mm-hmm. my arm underneath me, holding my bow, and completely open. Yep. Like, no, nothing. Not a tree, not a rock. Nothing not, but grass. And I'm laying there on the ground. And we laid there like that for probably almost an, an hour. hour. Yeah. And I think every part of my body was asleep. And I mean, asleep. <laughs> I was tingling everywhere. It was just, just you couldn't move. Well, if it's you tingling, know? it's not asleep. It was, it was, it was pretty asleep. <laughs> but I was just like numb. Uh, but you can't move. You know, you got to stay there. And I, this buck was going to walk right up to us. Mm-hmm. And he was probably 100 yards when we spotted him. And he comes up. And we still couldn't see his whole body. But we could still just see just his head and his horns. And the dang buck does this big old circle, and he gets within about 75 yards of us, but he does just this big old circle right back to where I first saw him. And we're just laying there asleep. <laughs> and See, you got another nap. Not, man. Not, a, not a nap, sleep. That was not a great nap, let me tell you. And then he goes over this hill. And the second he gets over this hill, me and Deedon jump up, and we're just, like, stumbling everywhere because we're asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we decide that just, we're just going to beeline for the ridge where he went over and just hope that he doesn't come back. And so we did. We just got after it. We got all the way down there, and we popped over where he was at, and we were being all nice and careful and calm and couldn't see a dang thing. Nothing, you know. So we just kind of go around. The, the, this stock was the last morning the of the hunt, The last morning too. of the hunt, yeah. So we just kind of go around the ridge, and we're just kind of, you know, same same height, same elevation, just kind of side hilling, coming around that ridge. And Dedon spots him just dang near to the bottom. Yeah. Just paralleling us. And I told Dedon, there's nothing, nothing to lose here. So every time that that buck would put his head down yeah. and start grazing, I would run about 20 yards. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, just almost a dead run, man. Just bounding down this dang hill. So, and he would pick his head up and he would look around and I would stop 
and crouch behind a blade of grass. <laughs> so this reminds me, um, every time you tell this story, because uh, I didn't see it. I was on the other side looking mm-hmm. at some other bucks. I was watching I was watching Hooks, and he went, funny thing about Hooks, he went from 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 the rocks where he saw us, he went down and straight back to the bed that he was in the day before that we put a stock on him on but they were over the hill and so i couldn't see them and so every time he tells rodney tells the story uh, about this stock it reminds me of i took some training um kind of some active shooter training and they were talking about okay the shooter's here but there's open ground uh between you and the shooter and so you have to make you know short bursts to get there and so they told you you think i'm up he sees me i'm down that's what I think. That's what I think. Is Rodney? I'm up. He sees me. I'm down. <laughs> that's, that's exactly. That's exactly what I stayed on top of the hill and just watched because there's no way that both of us yeah. can stock yeah. in. Yeah. yeah, and that's what it was. I mean, I mean, he's and he's going moving away from me the whole time, you know. But every time he pick up his head, I'd hit the dirt, you know, and hide behind that blade of grass, <laughs> and uh, then he'd go on and I'd just run, and I probably followed him a couple hundred yards, mm-hmm. and I got to within about sixty yards. And I was probably, I, I was, I was probably just about to get to where I thought I was going to take a shot. I was, I was thinking to myself, I need ten more yards. I need to get to fifty. Yeah. And so I jump up, I make that ten yards, and I kneel down, and I hear, <laughs> and I was like, because I was looking, no, I was looking right at him. I know, not by him. And he, he didn't even make a noise. Yeah. Not and I by was him. like, what is he doing? And I hear it again. <laughs> And that sound, excuse my French, but that's that's them antelope saying, fuck you. Because <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it sounds like. Well, I was but, sitting on top of the hill and I watched that other buck yeah, see, come I in. Yeah, I never even saw that other buck. But I was, and, I was, I was go time. I mean, I was, yeah, he, I was beeline for that buck. And so there was this other buck and he's probably about 60 yards from me. And, but he wasn't blowing you. He was blowing that other buck. Yeah, but I didn't know that, <laughs> you know? So the other buck gets all out of sorts, looks up at me, and I'm standing there looking at the wrong buck, look back to the right buck, and he's gone. And they two, them two buddied up and took out and hauled ass. But it was fun running down that hill. <laughs> Just, I'm up. We'd spent, he sees me. I'm down. <laughs> we well, spent so much time on our hands and knees. And- Crawling through the damn grass, yep. well, trying to get within yardage of those, and I cut a hundred yards off of that buck in about that t- that much. Yep. Well, I bought that that antelope call that I found online, and yeah. <laughs> and I was blowing, and it did. It stopped them, and and kind of kept them there, but they were still three hundred yards away. Yeah, but they once they decided we were not okay, they were yeah they were out of the country. Super fun hunt. We saw so many antelope. Ton of antelope. Um, so hard. I don't know how we're ever going to make that hunt work in that country. Oh, uh, we'll make it work. So, yeah, we will eventually. But I'd I just do it don't again tomorrow. How. That was a great. Oh hunt. yeah, I'd do it anytime. Um, I sure wish that hunt was in like you know September. Or <laughs> I do too. December when they're when ready. I was really concerned cool. we were going to be fighting rattlesnakes the whole time. Right. Right. And we didn't see one. Yeah. Well, don't get your. Don't, don't, don't get too happy about that because we still got a deer hunt in snake infested country. That's right. Yes, we we almost got bit two, what, two years ago? Year. Yeah. Every damn year we've, mm-hmm. we've. Well, I don't guess we've really got. 
No, the deer hunt was close. Yeah, well, the deer hunt, I put my hand, like, in his face. I was like, here, bite my hand, rattlesnake. He goes, no, not today. No, yeah, good no. thing. Good thing. I, I set my hand, I, I swear, six inches from his face. I know. And then I almost broke my pinky trying to shove back off. <laughs> Two movements were made. <laughs> Physi- physical movement and a bowel movement. Where do you think Rodney learned to stalk like that down the hill? <laughs> 20 yards like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm down. He sees me. I'm up. <laughs> Shit, a rattlesnake. <laughs> yep. Uh, good hunt. It was a good hunt. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, we'll keep putting in. I don't know if it'll be the same unit every time, but we'll keep putting in for that archery antelope hunt. It's a lot of fun. How many stocks do you think we made? 20? Probably. Yeah. I, would, I would say we made four to five a day. Amongst the, amongst the three of us, three yeah, of us, probably yeah. 25, 30 stocks. Yeah. I don't know about Something. that many. Probably 20 altogether. Because there were several of those stocks that were three of us working on one antelope yeah that's true there's still three stocks from three different directions yeah granted you know that one we we surrounded him that one pissed me off we surrounded that son of a bitch we had him we we was coming (laughs) at him from three different directions and he was laying down bedded in the middle and somehow still managed to walk right out of there without anyone but that was that whole thing of us Trying to be all... Hunt him like a deer. Yeah, hunt him like a deer. And, and you know, we, we needed to make... I think I think it would behoove us to get a little bit more antsy and get after him a little quicker. A little more aggressive on the antelope. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're yeah. probably right. If you're, if you're going to be spotting and stalking like that, because, you know, I think you have to make some moves that you normally wouldn't make on a deer. Because we were doing everything right. Mm-hmm. If you're hunting deer or elk, you know, or something like that. I think, like you said, those, he moved, what, three different times? Yes. While we were surrounding him. Um, you know, and it's funny because we would, what we were doing is texting back and forth. Because <laughs> not <laughs> the, all of us The one, see him. one area that we did have cell phone service. Right. At. And um, Kyle would text, Kyle, Kyle had the best view of him. He's up. He's moving towards you. He's back down. <laughs> He's up. He's moving back towards me. He's back down. <laughs> Pretty much. He's up. He's down. He's up. It's like a freaking boxing match. <laughs> <laughs> He's up. He's down again. <laughs> yeah. Those funny that, creatures. That was pretty handy, too, because he was like, okay, he's facing away from you. Make your move now. Right. You know, stay stay far low and... And I was able to make, I don't know, probably a couple hundred yards on him. Yeah, I sat behind a rock that whole time. I fully expected him to go out your way, D-Don. I did too. I fully expected him to go straight out that little that little draw. And like you said, he went out the only place he could have and not been going by one of us. Right. He was scared. Yeah. Yeah, you and the whole time, <laughs> and the whole time, and the whole time, I probably could have got a shot at him from the top of that dang ridge. Yeah, and I kept telling you that, and you wouldn't so, believe me. I didn't know. I kept telling you there's a ridge between but you and him. You kept like, telling me that. Dion kept telling me no. I, it's, I just sat behind my rock. 
Didn't see a damn thing. <laughs> so. Watched my text messages. <laughs> <laughs> so, then we had another one that that same last day after we come down off that hill with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, we went back all the way back around because Kyle said that there were some more coming oh, yeah. on the side of the hill. And there's there and there was antelope. It was hard to get over there because there was antelope everywhere. Yeah, there so had to been getting 60, over there. Sixty all, antelope in the herd. And so we made it, finally made it around there, and we see them, and we're not real sure what they're going to do. But we made a move. We went over this hill. And we're going down this little draw, and we got kind of around the corner of this draw, and this buck is running straight at us. Chasing a doe, yeah. and, just, and I was like, "Oh!" And he he ran probably forty yards from us, mm-hmm. stopped, and it looked like he went behind some trees. And me and Dedon made a beeline, run across the road. There's a little two track going to a, a water tank there, and we ran across the road up on this little bluff of rocks, and he was gone, mm-hmm. just gone. Who who no He's and gone. You were, you were down the road mm-hmm. a couple hundred yards the other way. I never even saw him. I don't know where he went. He had to have fallen off that mesa. Dude was probably laying in the rock right below us. Maybe. He's like, look at these idiots. <laughs> Walking all around, can you see shit? <laughs> Very possible. I don't know where he was at, but he dang sure disappeared. Great yeah. hunt. We got on him pretty quick. He was gone. Great hunt. It was fun. Yep. We'll do it again as soon as we can draw a tag. Yep. Very much. And now we're on elk hunt. That's fun. On to elk yep. hunt. Got deer hunt coming up. All good things. All good things. So, stick around. Tune in for the next couple of podcasts. Appreciate you joining us. I know we saw had some uh, listeners that uh, sent us some pictures of of the antelope they got. Congratulations on those. Sure. And just <laughs> <laughs> show off. Show off. <laughs> No, keep keep sending us pictures. We like to see those. Uh, like to see you guys having success. Mm-hmm. Um, and as always, remember to hunt it forward. Adios. Adios. See you later. Thanks for joining Not a Grande Outdoors podcast. Come follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And don't forget about our website, www.notagrandeoutdoors.com. Adios. Adios.